0: Journey to the West, an audio-drama series. Chapter 3, Part 1 We recently told you how the handsome monkey king returned home in glory. Since he took down the monstrous king of chaos, he also took possession of his large knife. And every day afterwards, he and the monkeys practiced martial arts. He also taught the little monkeys to cut bamboo to make spears and sharpen wood to make knives. They also learned to make flags, go on patrols, advance and withdraw troops, as well as set up military camps. After much playing around, as he sat quietly, Wukong thought to himself, What we're doing here may end up becoming the real thing. This will either disturb human kings or we'll be accused of aggression by kings of birds and beasts. If they say we're being subversive and send troops to fight us, how could your bamboo sticks and wooden knives withstand the enemy? We've got to have sharp swords and halberds. What shall we do now? All the monkeys heard this and went into a panic, saying, You're being very insightful, Great King, but There's no way for us to obtain those things. Just as they were talking, four elderly monkeys came forward. Two red-bottomed monkeys and two elastic-armed apes approached to say, Creaking, if you wish to be furnished with sharp weapons, it is quite easy. Wukong asked, how easy? The four monkeys answered, To the east of this mountain of ours, about... Two hundred li across the water will be the border of the kingdom of Aolai. A king rose that land with a city full of soldiers and civilians. There must be goldsmiths, silversmiths, coppersmiths, blacksmiths, and so on. If you would just go there, great king, to buy or forge some weapons, then you could teach us how to use them. We will then protect this mountain base. This will truly be an opportunity to secure long-term peace. Now, two hundred li would be around one hundred kilometers. Wukong heard this and was filled with delight. You can play here. Let me make the trip. Splendid Monkey King, swiftly summoning the somersault cloud, he crossed two hundred li of water in a blink. There indeed lied a city with a network of streets and markets filled with tens of thousands of residents. People came and went in broad daylight. Kung, Kung thought to himself, There must be ready-made weapons here. Instead of going down to make a purchase, why not just play a magical trick and fetch myself some? He then made the gesture and recited a spell. With an intake of air from Shindi, which refers to the southeastern direction, he blew out a mighty wind stirring sand and stones into the air how very terrifying the sky turned dark and all creatures were frightened royalties hid in their palaces while officials all sought shelter indoors as if the throne was about to fall and towers about to collapse as the wind blew, the king of Aulai, as well as the people in the streets and markets, were so scared, they shut their doors, leaving no one walking outside. Only then did Wu Wukong land his cloud and walk straight through the imperial gate. He found his way into the arsenal and warehouses. When he opened a door, he found countless weapons inside, Knives, spears, swords, halberds, axes, bows, crossbows, you name it. Wukong was thrilled to see this, saying, How much could I take back by myself? I will have to use the body dividing trick to transport them away. Splendid Monkey King. He plucked a handful of hair and chewed it in his mouth, splitting it into smaller bits before spitting out. Once the spell was recited, he shouted, Change! Thousands of little monkeys came into being. They all rushed to grab the weapons. The stronger ones carried five to seven pieces, and the weaker ones carry about two or three, until the place was emptied. Wukong then mounted the clouds and caught up a gale by magic, taking all the little monkeys back home. Those big and small monkeys back in the mountain of flower and fruit were playing outside the cave when suddenly they heard a wind blowing. Then in mid-air appeared a messy and enormous horde of wicked monkeys. The monkeys on the ground all fled in panic. Soon, the handsome Monkey King landed his cloud and withdrew all the mist. With a shake, he retrieved all the hair and piled the weapons at the foot of the mountain, yelling, "Little ones, come collect your weapons." Seeing Wu Kong standing alone on the flat ground, all the monkeys ran out to Kowtow for an explanation. Wu Kong told them everything, from starting the wind to transporting the weapons. After thanking him, all the monkeys rushed to claim a weapon for themselves. Amid their snatching things from each other and screaming, another day went by. The next day, they line up in their camps as usual. Wu Wukong gathered all the monkeys and had a count of 47,000 individuals. All this movement had long disturbed the other beasts in the mountains, such as wolves, tigers, leopards, foxes, elephants, and deer. All these monster kings, 72 of them in total, came to pay homage to the Monkey King. They offered tribute every year and answered to roll calls every day. Some trained alongside them, and others helped to collect supplies. Everything happened in an orderly fashion, turning the mountain of flower and fruit into an iron-fenced metal fortress. The Monster Kings also presented drums, flags, armors, and various goods. Every day they would have military exercises round the place. Just when the handsome Monkey King was having the time of his life, he all of a sudden asked everyone, You're getting the hang of all the weaponry. However, this knife of mine is somewhat cumbersome. I'm not pleased with it. What should I do? The four old monkeys came forward and suggested, Great King, you're a sage. No wonder a mortal weapon suits you ill. We wonder if you're capable of going into the water. Wukong answered, Since I've been taught the way, I have mastered the 72 transformations from the arts of earth. There is also the Somersault Cloud, a most powerful ability. I'm also good at being invisible and concealing myself, as well as performing various magical tricks. I know my way up to heaven, and I know my directions down under the earth. I can walk into the sun and moon without leaving a shadow. I can enter metal and rock without obstruction. Water cannot drown me, and fire cannot burn me. Where couldn't I go? The four monkeys heard this and said, Great king. Since you have such immense powers, know that under this sheet-iron bridge, the water runs straight to the Dragon Palace of the East Sea. If you're willing to go down there and find the old Dragon King, you could ask him for a weapon of sorts. How would you like that? Wukong heard this and was delighted. Let me go, then. Splendid Monkey King. He jumped on top of the bridge and used the magic of water blocking. With the right-hand gesture, he dived directly into the waves with a splash. By parting the water, he made his way straight to the bottom of the East Ocean. As he was walking, he bumped into a patrolling yecha, also known as yaksha, malevolent creatures with a rather scary appearance. The Ye Cha stopped him and asked, You, the one pushing through the water, which big name are you? Give me a clear answer so I can make a report to receive you. Wu Wukong answered, I am Sun Wukong, natural-born sage of the Mountain of Flower and Fruit. I'm a close neighbor of your old Dragon King. Why don't you know me? When the Ye Cha heard this, he immediately went into the Crystal Palace and reported Great King, there's a Sun Wukong, natural born sage of the mountain of flower and fruit, outside. He claimed to be a close neighbor of yours and is about to arrive at the palace. Ao Guang, Dragon King of the East Sea, quickly rose and went out the palace with his dragon children, dragon grandchildren, shrimp soldiers, and crab generals saying Revered Immortal, please come inside, come inside. Once they have entered the palace and exchanged greetings, Wukong was invited to the guest seat and offered tea. The Dragon King then asked Revered Immortal, when did you obtain the way? What magical tricks do you possess? Wukong answered, "'Since I was born, I have renounced secular life for cultivation. "'That's how I obtained a body that was not born and cannot perish. "'Recently I was training my young ones to protect our cave. "'Unfortunately, I haven't got the weapon in hand for that. "'I have long heard that you, my illustrious neighbor, "'enjoy life in jay palaces under seashell arches. "'You must have more divine treasures than you need.' which is why I came specifically for one. The Dragon King heard this and found it rather inappropriate to refuse such a request. He therefore ordered Commander Perch to present a long-handled knife. Wukong Kong said, Elder Sun isn't good with knives. I beg you to give me another one. The Dragon King then ordered Grand Commandant Coulter to have Eel Porters bring out a nigh-pronged spear. Wukong leapt off his seat and caught it in his hands. After trying out a few moves, he put it down and said, Light. Too light. Far too light. Doesn't work well with my hands either. I beg you to give me another one. The Dragon King chuckled. "Revered Immortal, can't you see this spear weighs three thousand and six hundred jin?" Three thousand and six hundred jin is equivalent to over two tons. Wukong said, Doesn't work well with my hands. Nope. The Dragon King was secretly fearful, so he again ordered Chief Bream and Captain Carp to carry out the double-sided halberd with a patterned pole. That thing weighed seven thousand and two hundred jin, equivalent to over four tons. Wukong saw it and ran up to pick it up. After some throwing and swinging, he pinned the weapon at the center of the floor and said, This too is light, too light, far too light. The old Dragon King became unnerved and said, Revered Immortal, this halberd is the heaviest in my palace. We haven't got any other weapon for you. Wukong smiled and said, As the Asian saying goes, to even worry that dragon kings in the sea will run out of treasures. Please go look for some more. If there is something suitable, I shall pay you for what it's worth. The dragon king answered, I really do not have any left. As they were talking, the dragon queen and her daughters appeared at the back and said, Great. King, seeing what the sage can do, he surely is no ordinary person. In the sea treasury of ours lies that rare piece of divine iron used to fix the bottom of the heavenly river. In recent days it has been glowing bright colours and emitting puffs of auspicious air. Could it be that it is destined to meet the sage? The Dragon King said, that thing was used by Ta Yu, the Great Yu, when he conquered the Great Floods. It's a measure to fix the depth of rivers and seas. A piece of divine iron certainly but of what use. The Dragon Queen said, Doesn't matter what use there is. Just give it to him. See what he can do with it so you can send him out the door. The old Dragon King followed her advice and told Wu Kong everything. Wu Kong said, "Take it out for me to see, then." The Dragon King waved his hands and said, "Can't be taken, can't be carried. You have got to go see it for yourself, revered immortal." Wu asked, "Where is it? Lead the way." The Dragon King took him into the depths of the Sea's Treasury, and suddenly. They were faced with a thousand rays of golden light. The Dragon King pointed and said, It's the thing that's glowing. Wu Kung girded his loins and moved forward. He reached out to touch and saw it was an iron pillar. It was rather thick like a dipper and measured over two jang, about seven meters long. Using all his strength, he clutched it with both of his hands, saying, It's rather too thick and long. Got to be shorter and thinner before I can handle it. The moment he said those words, that treasure instantly got a few chi, or almost a meter shorter, and one way, about a third of a meter, thinner. Wukong gave it another bounce before saying, Would be better if he got even thinner. That treasure, indeed, grew thinner by some fraction. Wu Kong was thrilled and took it out of the sea's treasury for a closer look. As it turned out, there were two golden hoops on its two ends, with dark iron in the middle. Right next to one of the hoops inscribed the following. Rū yī jin bāng, zhōng yī wān wu bai Compliant golden-hooped rod, weighing thirteen thousand and five hundred jin. That would be close to eight tons. Wu Wukong thought to himself happily, well, I guess this treasure will comply to one's wishes. As he walked, bouncing the rod in his hand, he kept on thinking and muttering, Better still if you're shorter and thinner. By the time he came out, the rod was only two jang long and thick as a rice bowl. Two jang would still be over six meters long. The size of a rice bowl would be close to the average human fist. Look at him, showing off his moves and tricks as he fought around the Crystal Palace. The old Dragon King trembled with fright and his children were scared out of their wits. All the sea creatures ran for shelter, not daring to expose themselves. Wukong held the treasure in his hand and sat in the Crystal Palace. He laughed at the Dragon King and said, Thank you for your generosity, my illustrious neighbor. The Dragon King said, Don't mention it, don't at all. Wukong said, This piece of iron sure is handy, but there's something else. The Dragon King asked, What else, revered immortal? Wukong answered, Had I not seen this iron, it wouldn't be an issue. Now that I have it in my hands, I haven't got the right clothes to go with it. What should I do? If you offer armor here, why not just give me a set? I shall thank you all the same. The Dragon King said, But I haven't got any. Wukong said. One guest shall not bother two hosts. If you haven't got any, I won't walk out of your door either. The Dragon King suggested. If you wouldn't mind travelling to another sea, they might have what you want. Wukong said. Staying in one place is better than visiting three. Do find me a set, please. The Dragon King said. I really don't have any. If I had, I would have presented them to you. Wukong said, Do you really not have any? Then I shall try this piece of iron on you. The Dragon King begged in fear. Revered Immortal, please don't hit me. Please don't. I shall ask my younger brothers and see if they have it in their places. If so, we will give them to you. Wukong asked, Where are your younger brothers? The Dragon King answered, my younger brothers are Dragon King of the South Sea, Ao Qin, Dragon King of the North Sea, Ao Shun, and Dragon King of the West Sea, Ao Run. Wukong said, Well, Elder Sun isn't going. No, nope. As the idiom goes, being old for 3 isn't as good as profiting for 2. All I want is for you to give me a set of some sort. The old dragon said, no need for you to make the trip, Riviera de Morto. I have here an iron drum and a golden bell. Whenever there is an emergency, we will beat the drum and strike the bell. And all my younger brothers will arrive in an instant. Okong said. If that's the case, quickly go beat the drum and strike the bell. So indeed, alligator generals were sent to strike the bell and turtle marshals came to beat the drum. Soon, the sounds of the bell and drum startled the Dragon Kings of the Three Seas. They arrived promptly and gathered outside, asking, Older brother, what is the urgent matter that made you beat the drum and strike the bell? The old dragon answered, My dear younger brothers, it's hard to say. Uh, there's this natural-born sage of some sort from the Mountain of Flower and Fruit who came to me earlier. He claimed to be my neighbor and then asked for a weapon. I presented him with a steel fork, which he dismissed for being too small, and later a patterned halberd, which he called too light. He then took hold of that rare piece of divine iron used to fix the bottom of the heavenly river, and showed off some movements. and now he's sitting in the palace asking for some armor. I haven't got any, so I sounded the bell and drum to invite you here. Dear younger brothers, if you have armor of some sort, just give him a set and send him out the door. Ao Qin heard this and was outraged. Can't we brothers send troops to capture this rogue? The old dragon said. i see nothing of capturing, nothing. That piece of iron, you know, if it so much as strikes you, you die, if it so much as touches you, you perish. Rubbing against it breaks your skin, scratching against it tears your muscles. Dragon King of the West Sea, al said, Second Elder Brother, you mustn't fight him. Let's just put together an outfit for him so we can send him out the door. Then we will present a formal complaint to the heaven above. Heaven will know how to punish him. Dragon King of the North Sea, Ao Shun, said, That's right. Here, I have a pair of plow-treading shoes made from lotus silk. Dragon King of the West Sea, Ao Run, said, I have brought a golden chain mail with me. Dragon King of the South Sea, Ao Qin, said, I own a violet gold crown decorated with phoenix plumes." The old dragon was delighted, so he led them into the Crystal Palace to meet Wukong, as well as to present the gifts. Wukong then put on the gold crown, gold armor, and cloud shoes before wielding the compliant rod all the way out, telling the dragons, Apologies for bothering you, my apologies. The Dragon Kings of the Four Seas fell humiliated and began discussing how to file the complaint. We. We'll speak no more of that journey to the west an audio drama series it's a production by the fifth monkey if you enjoy our work please support us on patreon.com the fifth monkey or head to www.thefifthmonkey.com to support us on social media shares comments emails all are welcome this is Lynn see you in the next episode